Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from Luke Eagle. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Let's give it up for Luke Eagle. Come on, buddy. Let's really give it up for him. He's got a great message on servanthood. God bless you, good buddy. Let's give it up for him again. Come on. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love being in church. Who loves church? That's good. So servanthood. Let's just stand. Let's just pray. Can we do that? Holy Spirit, come and live in your word this morning. Come teach us. Come guide us. Come renew us and renew our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Grab a seat. So servanthood. Now, there's only a couple of people that... I'm I'm just going to... We're going to have an exercise. Is that okay? So I might just get the band back up if that's okay. Let's make it happen. Get up. And Andrew, you get up too. Come on, mate. Now remember, who was here a few, a few weeks ago when Andrew forced me to do a drum solo? Andrew, get on drums. Jimmy, Jimmy, jump on electric guitar. Jump on piano. Jilly, can you grab the acoustic, please? Hang on, we're missing someone. Where's Jess? Do you want to do you want to jump on bass? Is the bass rigged up or not? Can we make? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Grab your grab your grab your mics. So servanthood, right? These guys are key servants in the house. So let's just run through that last song, guys. It's new. I know it's new, but that's right. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. We're going to run through. Here we go. Yep. Come on, Dougie. Doug, you're singing. Sing. Light a fire in me. They're pretty good. Now, imagine if uh, we turned up to church and this is what we got. Hey, imagine. You. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Thanks, you've done really well. You can grab a seat. Let's let's thank the band. You shouldn't you shouldn't trick creative people because they don't like it. They they panic. They panic. So I'll probably get slaughtered for that later. <laughs> Fox wants to drum at church, but he's not allowed. We don't let him. So now he's done it. He can tick that off his list. Bucket list gone. So imagine if that's what happened when we turned up to church. Imagine if um, you were greeted at the door like this. Wait, follow me. Stay with me. Imagine if you are greeted at the door like this. Agan. 
Imagine, imagine if when the service host announces kids, it's time for kids church and they go out the back and get yelled at by someone who hates kids (laughs) or is terrible with kids, you know. And they come back out and all their nappies haven't been changed, heaven forbid, leaving it to their poor father. (laughs) Or, you know, they come out and they've got paint from head to toe because the kids' church leader just, you know, didn't really know what was going on. They just, oh, yeah, just paint paint your partner, you know, paint the other kid, the kid next to you. Imagine, imagine if that's what happened. What I want to share with you this morning is serving in your gifting. I've got got two points, and if we've got time, we'll go to the third. But this is the first point. Serve in your gifting. Andrew, you're great at drums. I wouldn't say it's a gifting, though. (laughs) (laughs) but you know you might be able to fumble your way through something but you might not be gifted in it now you know our our next goal as a church is to grow this church to 500 people right are we on board with that is that okay can i say that how would we do that if we had a band that turned up like that You know, if we had youth pastors that hated children or hated youth, you know, you might be able to fumble your way through, but you might not be an expert at it. But you know what? We're going to go through a few gifts and a few things, like really practical things this morning that will help you to work out your giftings, you know, that can help you think outside the box because sometimes we think, you know, the band is the only thing that that we, you know, it's the only space you can serve in. But, you know, there's heaps of stuff that we can do in church. There's so much we can do to serve our God. So let's have a look. 1 Corinthians 12 says, There are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service but the same Lord. We have a God who gives us gifts. Now, Luke, you've been helping out with the um, the, the toddlers. What's that room? The parents' room, the mothers' room. You've been helping out with that. Are you a um, like a carpenter, for example? Are you a plasterer? To an extent, yeah. So you'd say you're. You could say you're gifted in in plastering. And here he is. He's been here for a couple of months. And here he is, in church, plastering the parents' room. Isn't that great? You know, I think he's caught it. I think he gets it. I think he gets what's, what he's here for. These are God-given gifts. You know, you might, you might have gone and studied to learn how to do something. 
You know, Meredith has gone to uni and studied how to find cancers, I suppose you could say, to dissect things and we won't go there. I feel a bit faint, actually. But it's good to know that you can rely on God. You can rely on God to reveal to you your gifts or to help you develop your gifts so that you can serve the house, so you can serve your God, you know, and serve the people around you. So this scripture goes on and it talks about the different kinds of gifts. So we'll just go through a few of them. Words of wisdom, helping a brother out by, you know, giving them some advice, giving them wisdom. You might be going, yeah, that's me. You might be going, no, that's definitely not me. Healing. You might be gifted in healing people with the Spirit or even, you know, with what God has given you, with the knowledge that God has given you. Is that okay? Faith. It's a biggie. You might be gifted in just having extraordinary faith. Flaxman. Pastor Phil. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Pastor Phil's faith. Prophecy. Declaring to someone. You know what, that job that you went for, I think you're going to get it. You will get it. You know that raise that you asked your boss about? You'll get that raise. You want to have children, but doctors tell you you can't? You'll have children. Distinguishing between spirits. It's probably one that doesn't really get brought up very often, but it's pretty serious. You might, you might come across someone and you go, that's not right. That's not right. Miraculous powers, miracles, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and words of knowledge. So these are all gifts that we can use in church, right? We'll go to another scripture. It's a long one. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a, man is gift, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. And if it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. So let's go through those. Leadership, encouraging, mercy, teaching, prophesying. Serving. Now, I think if there's one in that list that I love, and I love seeing people with this gift, it's the gift of serving. Because if you, you might have the gift of leadership, but if you can't serve someone, you're going you're gonna to hit a ceiling as a leader, and that'll be it. If you've got the gift of prophesying, but you can't serve someone, then you might prophesy things that isn't actually serving someone. If you've got the gift of encouraging but can't serve anyone, you will never encourage anyone. Because encouraging is serving someone. It is loving them. What was the last one? Giving. Oh, I won't. Go. I won't. We've already talked about giving this morning. So serve in your gifting. Let's go to another verse. 
1 Peter 4.10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So whatever gift you have been given, you might be saying or thinking this morning, I don't know what I'm gifted in. Think about it. What, it, what drives you? What, what are you passionate about? What do you love? Like what gets your heart pumping? That's probably what you're gifted in. God is not a grey God either. He's not bland. He's not black and white. I'd say he's pretty creative. I think he's got it sorted. I think he understands that we all operate differently and we all have different gifts and we all can mesh together like a big puzzle and work together. His creativity is unbelievable. So let's, let's go through a few that I came up with myself for us here, right? Praying. Maybe praying revitalizes you. Maybe it really gets you jazzed. Motivating others. Maybe you just want to come to church and just go, you know what? You are awesome. I love, I love seeing you here on Sunday. I want to see you more. I want to hang out with you. You know, you, I reckon you're just a, such a good guy. Worship team. Maybe there's some untapped talent out there. Maybe there's a few gifts that aren't being used right now. Scoey. You're a singer, mate. There you go. Hey? Connect group. Maybe, maybe you're passionate about seeing people, you know, just in community, seeing people looked after, seeing people pastorally cared. Maybe you need to start a connect group. See three kids. Andrew was doing it a few weeks ago. We need toddler leaders, desperately. Adults, maybe, maybe you can do that. Maybe you can help out. You know, once a month, once every six weeks. Coffee, maybe you can pour a coffee, a mean coffee. What a three-quarter three quarter double shot latte. It's pretty good. Quadruple shot long black. Who knows? Cleaning. Maybe, maybe you, you, can, you keep a clean house at home. Maybe you could come and clean at church. I'm lost. Which one came up? Meet new people. Maybe you love meeting new people. Maybe you need to do that more. Welcoming. Befriending. Really simple. Just being a friend. Finding someone and befriending them. There's so many people. My pet hate is seeing church finish and people who have never been here before standing on their own. Maybe you just need to go and befriend, motivate, welcome, meet them, buy them a coffee, make them a coffee, take their kids out to kids' church, milk and honey. Maybe you just need to make some food. Social engineering. Eh? So maybe a new person comes in, you need to befriend them, 
meet them, welcome them, and then socially engineer them with someone else. Facebook them. You know? Oh, Oh, what came up there? New Christians. Maybe you're gifted in, in just encouraging someone, teaching them, getting around them, taking them to your house. You know, maybe you're not gifted in that. But I'm telling you that people in here are. It doesn't mean, you know, you need to get all heavy on them and start preaching to them from Leviticus, you know. Oh, you don't need to do that. You just got to be a friend. Just get around them. Get amongst it. What a privilege. You know, Garth preached on this and, and Boyd touched on it as well. What a privilege. What an honor to serve in the house. Let's see if we've got any more. Marketing. Maybe you just love making brochures and flyers and screen art. This is the next point, so we'll go back. So, first things first. Let's figure out what we're gifted in doing and let's do it. Point one. Now, you might say, yep, I'm a, I'm a really talented uh, drummer, but you know, we've got ten drummers already. So, you know, if only, but... Um, you know, you might come to church and you go, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm great at, uh, at welcoming. But we've, the team's full. What do you do next? Do you just not serve? Oh, I'm gifted. I'm a, I'm a gifted um, administrator. But, you know, it's covered. Do you just not serve? Do you just go, no, that's all right. I'll just sit here and chill out and do nothing. Is that what? No. It's point two. Serve in a need. So first things first, let's get this right. We serve where we're gifted. But if there's no room for that or if there's, you know, it's already taken up and there's a few other things going on, you know, we we might have a really rocking band but no one to lead kids or no one to look after the toddlers. It's great to have a band but we've got a need. We've got a need. We need... To meet the need. Acts 6, 3 to 4. Brothers, choose seven men, men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will, tell, we will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. So what they're talking about there, after, after, the, after Pentecost in Acts and the Spirit came, they grew like they just went ballistic with growth and they found that there was um i think it was the grecian jews so the greek jews their widows weren't getting any food pretty serious when your grecian jews aren't getting fed grecian jew widows so what they what they said they said choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom and turn this responsibility over to them and they picked a few guys so I might just turn there. They picked seven guys, and they, it says that they worked at it diligently. Now, one of the guys was 
Philip. So Philip understood that he needed to serve where this need came up. Now, Philip was called the evangelist. Philip the evangelist was his name. Yet here he is getting picked to, you know, feed some widows, to feed a minority group in the, in the community. So what did he do first do? Well, the Jews, the whole lot of them, they saw a need first. So you might see a need and go, that's a need that needs to be met. What do they do then? They took on the responsibility. They handed over the, the responsibility of this to the seven men and said, this is now your responsibility. So Philip the evangelist was one of these guys. Now, Philip found his gift. He was an evangelist, but and, the, and a couple of chapters later, he, they talk about him, how he converted a few guys and he, and he evangelized a few guys. But then... If you go all the way to Acts 21 verse 8, they talk about him again because Paul and his homies, or Paul and his, his what are they called, followers? Are they his followers? Paul and his guys were traveling around and they went and stayed with him. So he's got the, the gift of hospitality with the widows and then... You know, who knows how long later they go and stay with him because he's got the gift of hospitality. I think he found one of his gifts. So you might serve in a need and you're like, this. I'm just filling a gap here and all I'm doing is just filling this until we can get someone who's really gifted in this. But what you might not realize is you're actually, you've actually found it. You've actually found it. And then... Instead of it being serving in a need, you're now serving in your gifting. How awesome is that? And what was the last point? They did a good job. We never hear about it again. They don't have to bring it up again. They don't have to say, you know, we picked seven guys and they did it for a couple of weeks but realized that they were still getting missed so we, uh, you know, we had to pick another seven. We don't hear about that. I think they did probably did a pretty good job of it. And would they go and stay with Philip if he did a bad job? Probably not. Probably not. If he's rubbish at feeding someone, why would they go to his house to get fed? Anyway, that's just my logic. I don't know where that came from. Mark 20. Here's another verse. Now, Jesus is the ultimate servant. He is the ultimate. I love this verse. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. This is just... He had compassion. Now we talked about this in our connect group because this is something that I'm, I'm compassionate now. I'm passionate about. Jesus had compassion, then he met their need. Jesus saw a need and he met the need. Jesus didn't see their need and buy them a meal. Because I'm sure a meal would have been nice as well. I think they were beggars as well. But their immediate need was that they, not their immediate need, their long-term need is that they were blind. 
If they could see, they could feed themselves. So you've got to target the need. You know, we've got a need for toddlers church, so I'm going to go and do primary school age. No, we need toddlers. We need toddler church leaders. And point three, sometimes serving requires faith. I would probably even go to the the lengths of saying that serving always needs faith. Because without faith, we're just going through the motion. So that's those two points. This is my third and final point. Leadership equals servanthood. And we are so blessed in this church to have leaders who serve us. I've seen a diagram where it talks about leadership and and it's a circle and the further in you go, you've got to go through these gates to to more and taking on more responsibility and, and taking on more authority. And like right out here is serving. And they say that the closer you go in, the more you serve, the more you have to serve. Because if you if you're a leader and you're not there to serve people, you're there barking orders. That's not how we do church. That's not how Pastor Phil and Julie do church. They're serving us. They carry the weight of this church. They carry your burdens. They're here to serve you. We are here to serve you. If you're in any kind of position in this church, you're here to serve people. That's what we're here to do. John 13, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I've done for you. Now, those people, when he was doing this, there was people saying to him, what are you doing? You should not be doing this. You should not be serving. You should not be washing people's feet. That's filthy. That's for servants. That's for the lowest of the low. And here Jesus is serving. I absolutely love it. Now so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is, a, this is such a beautiful picture of Jesus. Such a beautiful picture of, of what we are called to do, what we are called to be, how we do church, how we do life. You know, how I do life as a husband. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve my wife. I go to work way too long, way too many hours because I'm here to serve my wife. I'm here to feed mouths. You know, I've got a... Fraser, if I... If I was like, no, he's my son. You serve your father. You do what I want. And you bring me dinner. And you bring me my slippers. That's not going to happen. Not only because he's seven months old, but because I'm actually here to serve him. I'm here to change his nappy, not mine. As much as I hate it. I don't wear nappies, it's okay. 
But when, when you break leadership down at its core is servanthood. That is what we're here to do. Here's a quote. In the kingdom of God, service is not a stepping stone to nobility. It is nobility. The only kind of nobility that is recognized. I think we've already had that verse. So church, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you a little bit. Maybe there's an area of need. Or maybe you know that you've got a gift that you haven't actually tapped into yet that you haven't actually started to use. I think this is our last, this is the last of the series on servanthood. So this is, I think this is probably a prime opportunity now that we understand servanthood and we get it to actually now go and walk it out. Maybe you know, and you're probably going, yeah, I know that. I knew that like six months ago. I should have done that. I should have done that. Now's your chance. Now's your chance to go and serve on that team. Serve a community. Serve your wife. Serve your boss. Serve a connect group. Maybe now is the best chance you'll get to make that leap. Is that okay? Not too challenging? Not too challenging? I hope I um, have helped. Let's just stand. Let's just stand. Let's. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank, thank you that you pour out your gifts on us. That you are the source of all our gifts. Jesus, We ask that you would show us where we need to be serving. You'd show us the gifts that we need to utilize. That you'd teach us the best way to use them. Jesus, we want to serve you. We want to serve you because we love you. We want to serve you because you served us. You poured out your spirit on us you died on the cross for our sins the least we can do is serve you Lord teach us teach us how to serve teach us how to live a life of servanthood in your house Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.
selfless faith.